responsible adult today um yes and yet this morning what about this morning what, I, what's what's the deal i told you three week two weeks ago maybe no not even that long ago i said like this past week i said hey can you do laundry on thursday while i'm at work so that we can just pack on friday and adam goes this morning or last night and says oh i'm gonna probably gonna do a small load of laundry tomorrow and i'm like uh you're supposed to do all the laundry tomorrow he's like huh Welcome to the episode! <laughs> laundry day. I usually do the laundry, but that's because when we first got married, mm-hmm. Adam had this tendency to like do all the chores, and it really bothered me because I felt useless, which is very nice. It's very nice to have a husband who wants to do all the chores, but I was like, all right, I need to do something, so laundry is not my thing. Mm-hmm. So then it just, and then it just kind of happened with our schedules when we moved that it just worked out that I did the laundry on Friday when I was home. So, dag. But Adam did laundry today. And How's he's going to fold it while I'm I edit the episode. It. Yeah. What How's a good husband. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing? I'm getting better. Yay! Because you ate some milk chips. I don't think it was the chips. I think it was that ice cream we got last night. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, okay, so I didn't have real ice cream because mm-hmm. I'm lactose intolerant. Neat. It said dairy-free, but I have a feeling they snuck dairy in there like because... I've read that, that there are some companies who say it says dairy-free, and then if you look in the ingredients, there are, like, milk products yeah. in it. So. And they all have curly mustaches in Shut the factories. <laughs> Listen, if you were lactose intolerant and you felt the pain of that, you would understand. Yeah. If any of our listeners are lactose intolerant, reach out to me. I feel your pain. We can be friends. Also, have the Hagen does dairy-free ice cream. Dust the bomb. Boom. Boom sauce. So before we get into our first segment, uh, we're going to skip movie minutes uh, this week just because we want to get more details onto Life is Strange 2, Episode 3. Uh, we like to do these thoughts on the Life is Strange episodes just because it's uh, me and Liz's both mutual favorite series. So we just like to share that. So before we get into the top three gaming news... Uh, we just want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. You can uh, check all of our updates uh, when the new episodes are coming out or just silly little things that I tweet out, blah, blah, blah. Or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. And I have way less followers than Liz, so please give me some love. Or you can give me more love. It's okay. No. Most of my followers aren't from the podcasting community or, like, listeners. They're mostly authors. Also, follow us on Instagram, (laughs) Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, So you can follow us there, do the whole gaming memes kind of deal. Woohoo! Also, uh, follow us on our website, gamesandgroceries.com. You can listen to all of our uh, episodes on the website, as well as read some articles that I wrote. I did not write a single article this week because I'm awful. It was a long it week. Was a, it was a long week. This week. like it went by fast, but mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff happened this week. Yeah, mentally. <laughs> but I'm still game. I yeah. might not even. I'm gonna try to write an article next week because we're gonna be on vacation, and I yeah. still want to. So because I didn't write an article this week, I definitely want to write an article the following week. So. Check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. 
And finally, brrr, that was my drum roll, by the way. Good job. Thank you. Uh, episode 50 is coming up. It's going to be the next episode. That's going to be May 20th. Oh, so, my. so we're going to be having an AMA, an Ask Us Anything, an AUA, Ask Us Anything. So if you have any questions for us regarding video games, our marriage, about popsicles, I don't care. You can ask us. Uh, you can definitely tweet. I really it. like the orange popsicles. Yeah. Uh, you can tweet at us at Gaming Groceries using the hashtag GG50, or if you're not on Twitter, you can email us, gamesofgroceries at gmail.com, so you can send in all questions that you have for us, and we will answer as many as we can on episode 50 on May 20th. You have the cutoff date of May 19th, because we record that morning, so I think that's about it. Please uh, send us uh, more questions. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have a good number of questions, yeah. but I want as many questions as we can possibly take in. You still need to take those tests. Nah. Yes. Because Nikki asked, um, what, 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 what is my... What your house is? And it's what's, Slytherin. Okay, I still want test... <laughs> test I, results. Yes, I, want te- I think I already had to take the test when you were in college, right? When you take it again. Yeah. I'll take mine again, too. Slytherin. And we also have to take the test finding out our Patronus. I'm pretty sure I took that one already, too. But that was, again, a long time ago. So I would be like Harry Potter on the hat. And he would be, like, putting me in Slytherin. And I would be like, not Gryffindor, not Gryffindor, not Gryffindor, eh? And I would be in Slytherin. Straight up. Anyway. So let's get into our first segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in this past week, and we like to inform you about what's happening in the game industry. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to say th- this is our ranking. I mean, also give our unsolicited opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Boom sauce. So let's just jump into number three because I want to get more time for Life is Strange. Uh, but number three is a doozy. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online uh, already have said that they're going to be putting out a tabletop RPG game, much like Dungeons and Dragons, and even more similar, they are now being um, accused of plagiarism in their game. Uh, let's read this, won't we? So the tabletop game has shared a lot of similarities to the Dungeons and Dragons adventure called The Black Road. There's even a character in the Elder Scrolls Online tabletop game. The character's name is Chandra Stoll, uh, which is similar to the D&D character, Chandra Stoll. (laughs) The same character. Who would have thunk it? Uh, I'm going to read you also, audience, an excerpt from the Elder Scrolls Online as well as the Black Road. So let's start with the Black Road excerpt. Uh, And this is taken from Variety. Uh, let's, let's read this. First, the Black Road reads, There's nothing like the desert to make people feel small and insignificant. In every direction, huge dunes roll across the landscape, and even bigger skies looms above. The oasis of, a name I can't pronounce, is a motley collection of sun-bleached tents of the, uh, in a vast, I can't pronounce this name, desert. Now, let's go into the Elder Scrolls Online. Nothing beats the desert to make people feel small and unimportant. In every direction, enormous dunes roll across the landscape and even larger empty air skies above it. The oasis on the border between Cyrodiil and elsewhere, I know how to pronounce these names because I'm an Elder Scrolls nerd, uh, is a colorful collection of the sun-drenched tents in the vast desert of elsewhere. Totally different. I remember when you read this to me last night. Yeah. 
I said, it sounds like a teenager trying to not plagiarize. Like, yeah. like when you're in high school and you're, and you're trying to like rephrase the exact sentence on Wikipedia and you're just like, the cat walked across the street. Yeah, I Walked just, across the street is what the cat did. Yeah, I just want to read the first sentence again from each. Uh, Black Road. There's nothing like the desert to make people feel small and insignificant. Elder Scrolls game. Nothing beats the desert to make people feel small and unimportant. Nope. Teenager trying not to plagiarize. And every time the Elder Scrolls Online puts out a statement, it's like, oh, we've heard these claims of plagiarism. We've addressed these claims of play. Claims? What are you talking about? They are not claims. That is facts. A teacher wouldn't even need to, like, double check that. Yeah. They'd be like, yep. That's what they did. Here's the tea. I, I, it's a meme where the, she cracks the phone. Like, here's the... And we don't curse because this is a Christian podcast, I think. Is I, it? I don't know. What just happened? Number two gaming news. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that basically wraps it up. For yeah, the, I mean, yeah. there's no opinions. There's they no plagiar- opinions. They plagiarize. It's wrong. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, something more interesting, and that's why that was three. This is two. Uh, Senator John Hawley, uh, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, <laughs> introduced the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. Now, when I first read this act, uh, the name of it, I was like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something I actually agree with. Personally, yeah. uh, I agree with it. So the bill will affect games whose quote-unquote developers knowingly allow minors, uh, minor players to engage in microtransactions. Knowingly allow minor players to engage in minor transactions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's... The name is wrong because it's saying like violent games. It's making it sound like it's banning kids. No, from it says abusive games. What? But that's what I mean. Like yeah. it, it sounds like it's banning violent games, but I think they. So I need to think they need to rethink the name. But I agree with it. Yeah. Too, because like even if your game is rated T for teen mm-hmm. or for mature, you know there are kids playing them. Yeah, and uh, he even uh, gives out a quote. This is just part of his quote. When a game is designed for kids, uh, developers shouldn't monetize addiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Developers who exploit children should face legal consequences. I completely agree with this just because now I... I agree with this because I'm on the inside here. Uh, With with my youth and in my youth group, I talk to them about what they buy. I know a student who's paid... Well over four hundred dollars on Fortnite alone. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, that's not like my friend who spent six hundred, seven hundred dollars on Fortnite." I think I would kill my son if he did yeah. that, because I just think like I remember when I was younger. I, I mean, we didn't we got an allowance on occasion. Um, yeah, but when I started working, I was fourteen. I delivered newspapers, so I always had cash because I would go around and do the collection, and that was my paycheck yeah and i remember my mom would ask me she's like like she would ask me for like a couple bucks like she didn't feel like going to run and get money from the atm when we ordered pizza or something she'd go can i borrow a couple bucks i'm like i don't have any money and Mm -hmm. she's like where'd all your money go and i'm just like wah wah pretty much but i but that's one thing but if i found out so like i kind of understand my mom Mm -hmm. now 
but at least I spent mine on food. Yeah. Like nourishment. It might not have been healthy nourishment, but it was nourishment and not, I don't know. I just feel like ha- seeing a kid, because like it's not even just high schoolers. We have middle mm-hmm. schoolers who play this game and you know they're mm-hmm. spending whatever money they have on it too. The the ESA also made a statement um, pretty much saying to Kotaku, I think I think they said to Kotaku, but they, they said like, oh, we have all this information. We can't wait to share that Josh Hawley because I we think he's wrong. He, we think he's stupid. And they, and they say, a quote, uh, parents already have the ability to limit or prohibit in-game purchases with easy-to-use parental controls. How raise your hands? How many kids out there found out the password to the parental control? Yeah, like honestly, like it's, I knew my mom's mm-hmm. debit card pin number and when I was in high school. I mean, she gave it to me. Yeah, but I knew it. And they're trying to bank on the negligent parents. And yes, you could you could argue you could argue that like, well, they're negligent. They should be punished. Yeah, but the kids shouldn't be punished because yeah. uh, the the kids that I know that spent four hundred six hundred dollars. That was their money that yeah. they like wasted away. They shouldn't make these mistakes. Uh, you're asking me, how do these kids have this much money? I live in Long Island. That's the answer to your question. They have money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't. I don't think. I, I think Josh Hawley is going in the right direction. If you actually eat, yeah. read the bill and you read the act, like this isn't some kind of like. Um, point direction like oh kids will be ruined with video games he's saying no specifically loot boxes and microtransactions yeah this shouldn't be targeted towards kids in the same way in in the old days where cigarettes were targeted towards kids yeah with candy cigarettes and flintstone smoking cigarettes like basically that's what he's saying like hey listen just like cigarettes microtransactions can ruin you yeah because it's teaching them to gamble yeah um, so I'm with you, Josh Hawley. Yeah. It goes right there with teaching your kids the value of a dollar. Yeah. Like you, you teach them how to get the dollar, but then you also, I think sometimes need to teach them how to spend it. Yeah. I wish it was part of the green party though. You know, save the trees, save, save the children and the trees. We are not a political podcast. Right. But Moving yes. on. Number one gaming news. So we say this best. Not even best for last, just the best one. I think it's got an important message. Yeah. This happened on Monday. So we recorded our podcast on Monday and we didn't cover this, but we wanted to cover it now. Uh, 150, probably over 150 Riot employees uh, hold a lockout for the st- uh, of the studio. So they walked out of the studio uh, between the hours of 2 and 4 p.m., uh, the protest arbitration, forced arbitration, I should say, forced arbitration and sexism within the workplace. Uh, more and more sexual discrimination lawsuits were getting um, forced into arbitration at Riot because they were getting unionized. They weren't getting um, representation. So they were being forced into arbitration. Uh, there was a quote from Sarah. I'm so sorry if I pronounce your last name wrong. Uh, the Dakshar. I'm so sorry. Um, but Sarah D. Uh, you got to start leaving the names up to me. I know. <laughs> uh, but she says this uh, in an email to Variety. Uh, We've all experienced some forms of harassment throughout our careers, and we want our voices heard. We've all experienced forms of harassment throughout their careers, and all they want is just to say, listen, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Um, this could lead to developers finally getting unionized, finally getting representation that they need. But here's the thing. 
Wright keeps putting out these bullcrap statements saying that like, oh, you know, we respect them. We were loyal to them. We, we want as many people in this walkout as possible between the hours of two and four. So we've canceled meetings so they can go. I'm like, oh, give me a break, Riot. Yeah. Like they want to come out as the, the good guys when it's yeah, been a, like, oh, we're allowing them. Yeah. To do this. They're like, trying to take control of the situation. Yeah. I mean, which, you know, Mm -hmm. defensively, they can't be like, yeah, we do do that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like they're not going to come out and say that. So, of course, they want to come out on the other side as the good guy who listened to their employees. Yeah. This could finally, finally uh, draw to the unionization that game developers need because there's so many horror stories of crunch hours, um, Mm -hmm. lost time with families, sexual discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's getting to the point where more and more stories of this are, are being put into the limelight and yet nothing's being done about it. But riot employees are finally taking a stand mm-hmm. and they might lose their jobs for this. And they know that. Yeah. And they don't care. They, they want to trailblaze, uh, something for game developers. And mm-hmm. I, and I respect them for that. Uh, there, there's not much more I can say to that. I just, th- this needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, because game developers give us give us the audience. You listen to this, you're usually a gamer, yeah. right? You get joy from video games, and yet the devs who do this, they get treated like dirt. Yeah, like their lives are not like you would think. Like, like I, I know that most gamers think like, oh, I love to be a game developer. I just get mm-hmm. to sit and make video games all day. Yay! Yeah, but like their lives are, are insane. Like, yeah. it's completely insane. Like. They they live in the office. It's just like being a big time lawyer or doctor. Like yeah, you're always working. That's it. I highly, highly, highly recommend reading Blood, Sweat, and Pixels to get into the mindset. Just like a fraction of the mindset of how hard it is. Yeah, like I I've had a newfound respect after reading Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier. By the way, one thing: why does everybody get Jason Schreier's name wrong? They say Schreier, Schrucker, whatever. It, Schreier. I don't understand. Uh, Jason Schreier, he wrote uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. I'm currently reading a book called uh, Console Wars, and that equally, like, you see the struggles, but Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, you get to see the lives of these people. And more importantly, you see why this walkout is so vital yeah. to the future of game developers. This this will, in turn, put gaming into the future. Yeah. You know, because more of these stories are coming out. Not everybody's going to want to do that life. And they're going to be like, nah, fam, I'm out. And you're not going to get any more video games. Yeah. So I think this is like great for everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's bad for the upper management, which is a good thing. Exactly. Which is a good thing. So. All right. Now let's just jump into it. You're here for our thoughts of Life is Strange 2, Episode 3. So let's get into it with our... All right, so every time that a Life is Strange um, episode comes out, it could be Life is Strange 3, doesn't matter. Me and Liz uh, love this equally. Like, this is our mutual game love. Mm-hmm. So every time a new episode comes out, we just want to discuss it as the talkie time. So this was a good one. Yeah. Let, let's just jump right into it. Uh, very first note that I have is that the graphics are better. The dog is trying to get into my lap. He's he just wants love. It's nighttime. This is his nap time. It's his mm-hmm. nap time cuddle time. Wow. Uh, all right. So 
Uh, the graphics are better. The dog is in my lap. He's happy. He is happy. But I saw the screenshots of Life is Strange 2. And uh, I, I was just like, okay, they could have fabricated that. It could be a nicer screenshot. You know, mm -hmm. it's probably just an in-engine kind of deal. Um, but no, like you just play it and you immediately notice the graphical um, yeah. improvement. Yeah. Did you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I noticed, like I remember thinking like, oh, that looks nice. Like I didn't, I, I, I mean, you know me, my short-term memory is like yeah. not there. So I don't really remember what it looked like in the last one. But I remember thinking like, oh, this looks really clear. Yeah. No, it, it looks a lot more detailed and smoother. Little less bugs. A little. Uh, not mine. Yeah, mine was less buggy than yours. <laughs> I don't know what happened to yeah. mine. The dog kept moving around. He kept turning he kept into a getting, ghost. And he kept getting stuck places. And then I was having a conversation with Sean's hair. <laughs> it yeah. was weird. It was uh, just strange. Yours is way more buggy. It was. Than mine. It's same system and everything, but mine was way less buggy. Yeah. And uh, it's a download. We don't have a physical disc. Yeah, no, it's it's a download. So, it's not like a disc is skipping or anything. Yeah, but I, immediately I I thought of it. I'm like, wow, it looks prettier. Yeah, it looks so much Definitely. prettier. It looks a lot more smooth. Um, so here's one thing. Uh, let's get the low hanging fruit out of the way. I'm not a huge fan of the whole instead of like previously pre blah, 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 previously on. A life is strange. I didn't even say it right that time. No. Previously on. There you go. Uh, instead of that, they have the Wolf Brothers are going down in the way and they've met a raccoon and the hunters. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think you're overthinking it. No, 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 no. Like, it's not. No, I know that it's not like you don't. It's not like you, you understand the metaphors and everything. It's you're just not a fan of it. That's but I thing. just think it's funny how like how like much you don't like it. It's like, okay, no, it's just that I'm not a fan of it. Like, it's not that I, I hate it, but I just think it's kind of corny. Yeah. And it's just like, like, I feel like they're trying to be deeper than they want to be. Oh, yeah, because it's like Daniel or not. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah. It's Daniel's bedtime story. I guess. So, like, that's, I like it. I think it's cute. Yeah. But it's Captain not. Spear was a raccoon. Yeah. Oh, by the way, wait, wait, um. There are going to be spoilers ahead. This isn't like a non-spoiler review. It, please only listen to this if, if you've played it. Or if you just want to know. Yeah, if you just want to know about it. So, yeah. uh, spoiler alerts ahead. Boom, we did it. Three, two, one. All right, so Cap job. Captain Spear is a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't mind. I mean, I, I could go for it. I could go without it. Yeah. I think it's cute. It didn't mm -hmm. bother me. I don't think it bothers me more than it's just like, this is stupid. You're you don't really like corny things though. Yeah. Like you're like you're corny in a way of like corny dad jokes, mm -hmm. but you're not a fan of like yeah. cheesy family People stuff. People really hated my Starfield dad joke. Like <laughs> Starfield's gonna be the star of the show. Guess what? I'm gonna make you cringe again, listeners. Deal with it. Um, this is my life, people. But yeah, so and I think our audience by this point knows that I hate being happy. <laughs> so anything that's like joyful and like metaphorical like oh that's nice it's like a bedtime story it's like i hate this <laughs> i'll give you an insight of my life i was seven years old when i went to disney world and i hated disney world his mom had more fun than him my mom actually bought a like like a chain to like wrap around my hand like, like one a of those, leash 
Yeah, like a leash to drag me around Disney World because I hated Didn't she being... go on a ride by herself? Yeah. And you just sat on a bench waiting for her? Yeah, I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. And she just <laughs> She's went She's like, on... all right, well, I do. Bye. She just left me alone. <laughs> um, and you were seven? I was seven years old, yeah, yeah in I Disney w- World. And I hated I, it. I wouldn't do that, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's how much Adam hates Joy is that his mom <laughs> loved Disney World more than him. Yeah. At seven. Yeah, it was bad. Um... <laughs> So yeah, just keep that in mind. I'm just like I'm not just I'm just not the hugest fan of it. And it's not like I think it ruins the game. No. But we're we're talking too much about the intro. <laughs> so it starts off really well. Like uh, you, you see you see Sean with shorter hair and he's in a bed. I'm like, wait, did he get a haircut? And then I started to realize like like it starts to pan out like oh this yeah. is his room. Yeah. And then it says three months in Seattle, like three months before the incident. Yeah. Or like the incident. Mm-hmm. And I think this was really well done. I think this is a massive improvement over the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Although I did like the the intro to uh, episode one, though. You know, it was very life is strange, you know, uh, going through the town. You get off the school bus. You have like school talk mm-hmm. uh, with your best friend. This one was equally just as good. Just because you start to set up like Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Uh, and, and what Chekhov's gun is, is that you don't show a gun on the wall unless you're going to use it in like the next scenes. Mm-hmm. Same way here. Uh, da- uh, Daniel. Uh, Sean starts to learn what it actually means to be a big brother to Daniel yeah. in this scenario. You know, and then that later pays off. Yeah. In this. And it, I think it's like it ter- makes your subconscious make certain decisions. Yeah, because you start to know his past a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your thinking in this whole flashback? Um, I was a little bored. Not bored, but like I was like, all right, yeah. can we get to the story? Like, yeah. Like I knew it was going to be a long episode, which we'll touch on it later, but I didn't feel like it was that long. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. This was technically longer in time. But it felt shorter than the last episode. The last episode felt like forever. Yeah, it kept like it felt like it would kept dragging. But this one, it didn't feel as long as it was. No, it definitely didn't. I didn't feel like because I remember in the second episode, I was like, I was like, how much longer do I have? How like every ten every minute, I was like, is it almost over? Am I almost done? Is this episode over yet? Yeah. Whereas this one, I was like, oh, I have an hour left. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so in this whole flashback, you know. Um, uh, Daniel walks into Sean's room and he's searching for something in the dresser and then you know Sean catches him they go hide um, so Daniel's hiding from Sean mm-hmm. and I find Daniel right away because are you did you just growl at me dude anyways so <laughs> and so uh, you you go around the house and like oh wait this is a perfect opportunity for me to see what uh, the dad's room looks like you know and so I sneak into the dad's room, and lo and behold, really that's where funky? that's where uh, Daniel's hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this dog is going nuts. He is pulling on my hands. He wants because I'm wearing my blanket around me, and he likes to steal it. Um, so he keeps trying to get in my lap and get under my blanket. Yeah. So he's being a little disruptive tonight. But yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, so yeah, you find Daniel and then you find out that he was actually searching for your watch, yeah. right? Your old watch. Yeah. And you, and you have a little brother bonding time with him. Mm-hmm. And so good boy. 
And so then like that resolves that. And the very next scene, like the very, very next thing you see is that very watch that Daniel saw. But this was like Mm -hmm. afterwards, this is in the current time. And uh, Daniel's no longer wearing that watch. Right. Mm -hmm. So then we end up in this camp. Right. So the episode two, it ends with like uh, them going on a train, like a runaway train. And then episode three wakes up and then you're in this uh like this campus what do you call that um the campsite yeah. pretty much with, with a bunch of other people who are working with you uh the, the thing i don't like about this season uh this particular season is that you have to read the journal to catch up on what's happened in between yeah i don't feel like that's been the case for season one or before the storm where like yeah most you, of the the first season and before the storm the next episode took place like the next day yeah especially season one because um it took place in one week from monday to friday exactly so they didn't skip any time because Mm -hmm. that would be weird yeah in this one there's so much time skipped that you have to read the journal to catch up i didn't read the journal i don't think anybody does i think everybody just like because i didn't read the journal in the first season yeah uh and you kind of just like wake up and you're just like, and you kind of just accept it where you don't really understand. Same thing. Like I noticed that with uh, episode one into two and I was just like, okay, how did I get to this cabin? Like what's going on? Why is he sick? And I yeah. read through the journal. Oh, I do remember reading the journal in the last episode. Yeah. And because like you, you're just confused of like yeah. what happened in between already. Yeah. Cause you find out that this whole place has, um, uh, they have jobs at this weed farm and, and they go like they trim uh, everything. They, they maintain the farm. And you're just like wondering, like, so wait, how did they end up here? You know, there, there's so much time skipped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what bothers me, too. You know? Yeah. Um, interactions with the characters. Like, how do, you, how do you like this No whole new group of characters? Um, They're all right. Mm-hmm. Some of them I don't care to talk to. No. Like yeah. um, guessing Penny. Penny is okay sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then it was I think Hannah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I she doesn't talk much, but I'm just like she seems a bit too much. Yeah. Um. Other than that. Yeah. Finn is just really slow. Yeah. But no, that's I agree with that. Because he's high all the time. So. True. <laughs> so. What I like about this episode now, now I'm getting into like what I really like about mm-hmm. this episode, not just the flashback, but you really do feel the tension between mm-hmm. Sean and Daniel. It's not like just scripted where it's just like, I hate you. I hate you too. You you play it and you're in a scenario with them and you definitely feel the tension between these two. You know? Yeah. Uh, did you feel like that too? Or is it just me? Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely feel the tension where it's like and even in the decisions that i make i'm like all right what's gonna piss him off yeah exactly because <laughs> he's he's getting really antsy and he started to like say that this is my power not yeah. yours um but yeah so i i really enjoyed how yeah there were some scripted lines to make you feel this way but even just the facial animations i think this had to do a lot with the better graphics you could see it things more clearly mm-hmm. and you could just like cut the tension with a butter knife you know yeah. um it, it was just so tense with them 
and and that's what that's what I liked about it. It was the the emotions were much more o- organic. Yeah. With this episode, so uh, we're not going to go into like the whole full deep dive into it. Yeah. I'm going to leave that to the greatest story ever played podcast. Yeah. He does that really really well. So definitely give his episode a listen. Uh, so we're not going to go into like every single detail, but uh, I really like how you feel that dynamic, where it's an or- it's an organic. Uh, tension. Speaking of organic, the next thing you go to is the wheat farm, and it is Wheat Tripping Simulator 2019. Yeah. Trim as many weed buds as you possibly can. Snip, 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 snip. Oh, wait, don't forget to wash your scissors, though. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, after a while, I was like, all right, how long, how many of these do I have to do? How long is this going to go on? And then it turned out in the end, and like my percentages, they're like, you trimmed an above average amount of weed. I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't have to do that much. Like, I could have yeah. just been bad or not done any the whole time. But you do find a, a novelty in it. I do. I found the pen. I found the pan. I think I only found the first two, and I didn't find any others, actually, any of the other novelties. I only found one. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to, since we're already in spoilers, if you, so in the beginning, once you exit the tent, if you pet the dog twice, he'll lead you to the first novelty. So please pet the dog in the you campsite. Didn't tell me that. Well, I wasn't going to spoil it for you. I'm going to spoil it for my audience, though. But you, you didn't tell me, hey, if you want both got, novelties. Every time you see a dog in a game, you have to pet it. I did pet it. You didn't tell me I had to pet it twice. Pet it as many times as possible until it bites you. That's the rule of life. No. I think. I'm pretty sure. No. Don't ever listen to Adam. I think that if you pet a dog until it bites you, that that's a success. That makes no sense. Why would you pet a dog that's biting you? Because you're or trying Or why would the dog bite you after it's let you pet you let let you pet him that many times? I'm trying to change him, okay? But no, but the dog has let you pet him yes. this multiple amount of times. Why would it suddenly decide to bite you? Because I'm me and it, I annoy dogs. And you know this. So moving forward. Um, but yeah, so, so you're in this weed farm. You're trimming the, the weed. And then um, something happens. Oh, what what happens in there? Like there, there was a, it was the second time that you get punched. Why? Yeah. Why, why did what did Sean get punched in the first place? Because Daniel was inside when they were getting paid. Yeah. But that was the second time you went to the weed farm. What was the first time? The first time you got in trouble because he tried to trade places with Penny. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He didn't right. get punched for it, though. We just got to talk. Yeah. No, that was the second time. But, yeah, so this one was kind of uneventful. You know, you, you trim weed. and Yeah, it kind of just got you like, this is what they do all day. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they, they go back to camp and they have a good time. Uh, but after that, you, you go with Daniel to the lake and you have another power training, mm-hmm. right? Similar to what you did in episode two, except Daniel's powers are a lot more intense. Yeah. Like way more intense. Like um, you, you get to go up to these uh, pine cones. You're like, oh, hey, uh, why don't you um, hit this pine cone? And he hits it with a rock. Oh, well, how about two pine cones? And you throw two pine cones and he hits the one. And then he kind of like does a loop-de-loop with the rocks and hits the second one. Yeah. Uh, so he's like really pro- pro- um, pro- proficient proficient with his uh, powers. So he's really used to it at this point, uh, which which I appreciated. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it progresses the story really well. It was the first episode. It's really out of control. Second episode, 
um, it's a little bit more, um, you know, weak. You know, he's mm-hmm. got control, but it's weak. But then finally they get into a fight, right? Uh, Sean and Daniel. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's trying to tr- prove a point here. Now, here's the interesting part about this scene in particular, right? So uh, Daniel is Yoda and he says, mm, do or do not. There is no try. And so he lifts this ginormous tree stump out of the river. And he's like looking back at Sean the whole time. You know, and, and Sean's like, stop, Daniel, stop. And you see this massive tree trunk. And then he get, does the Yoda voice again. It's like, mm, <laughs> I think he does that, doesn't he? No. He does not do the Yoda voice. I lied to you. I'm so sorry, audience. Please stay with us. But here's the interesting part about this. He drops this tree stump and he walks away and he says, I'm not a little kid anymore. What's interesting about this is that at this point, he is relating his powers to his maturity. Mm-hmm. And I think we can relate to that a lot, right? Yeah. What kind of power you have, you kind of relate that to your maturity, right? Or how much pay that you get. Yeah. You know, you relate that to your maturity, right? Yeah. And I found that really interesting, right? Uh, did you have that thought as well? No, I didn't really think of it that way. I thought he was, he more of meant like, we've been through so much. Like, I'm not a child. Like, I've been through all this mm. crap that not even adults have gone through. Like, I'm not a kid. Like, I've experienced everything with you. Yeah. So that's how I thought about it. Mm. I didn't really relate the moving the tree trunk out of the river part of it. I just <laughs> thought that was just him being like, I'm powerful. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, but I didn't relate that to his maturity. But when you said, I was like, "Oh, that makes more sense." No, I think yours makes more sense. Like he's gone through so much that he is more powerful. That he can he can lift things, right? So so when you go through a lot in your life, mm-hmm. you're able to do so much more. Yeah. So with those events in his life, he's not a little kid anymore. Look what he can do now. Oh, you just meshed both of ours together. Well, you know that's what marriage is. Oh. But uh. And that's that's just the thing is that he is nine at this point. Yeah, he's nine. He's nine years old and he's trying to say that he has the maturity of like a 35 year old at this point. Uh, And that can be very true because they've gone through some dramatic things. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he lost his dad, lost his mom. Uh, He was chased down by the police. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been homeless. So he's gone through a lot within a few months. Yeah. Right. Uh, Well, actually, they said like last year. Last year. Because I remember when they were sitting around the campfire. Yeah. um, And they asked Sean, like, well, tell us a story. You don't have to tell us about that day, but tell us, you know, a hard time in your life. And he told the story of the owner and he's like. that's right, because you stayed sober during the camp. Yeah. I didn't. And and so when I drank and it so I drank two sips. I sat sips. there waiting for something to do. Yeah. So I took two sips and then this haze goes around, right? And there was like the little like wolf yeah. symbol. And when it got to him, he's like, No, nah, I'm too wasted to tell a story. Yeah. See mine I got to choose to tell about um the what happened at the gas station mm-hmm. or or I don't remember what happened. I don't remember the other option because yeah. I chose what happened at the gas station. Yeah. And he said like 
about a year ago or last year after everything happened in Seattle, we were at a gas station. So it was like it's either been a year, Mm -hmm. give or take, I think. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I mean, because I was too wasted to remember (laughs) the uh, apparently. So, but yeah, uh, now we're at the 40 minute mark. Okay, let's talk about that ending, boy. Uh, that was insane. That, that was, a- was, and we took very different paths. Mm-hmm. So I knew, so Liz was at work. This is my day off on Thursdays. Um, by the way, we're recording this on Thursday. I'll probably release this on Saturday okay? because I'm an impatient child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I knew Liz would take the route of saying, no, let's not do this heist. So the whole heist situation, right? Yeah. Um, so you get fired. Uh, from your job because Daniel couldn't like keep his little, little little grubby hands away from everything. Yeah. And so they get fired. Both of them get fired. And so Finn has this idea saying like, hey, I see that Daniel has powers. So what we can do, right, is break into his house, break open his safe and take all of his money so that you can take that to Puerto, Do- Puerto Lobos. Good job. I'm so sorry, people. Um, And there you can go. And so you had a decision of saying like, yes, let's do the heist or no, I can't give that to Daniel. I knew that Liz would do no, I can't. So I took the opportunity to say, yeah, let's do it. Even though I was about to say, no, I can't. Yeah. But I just wanted to see the two paths. And so I say, sure. And so then you collect your stuff. You talk to whoever you need to talk to, right? You can get your tattoo from Cassidy and you you collect Daniel and you go with Finn to go get uh, the, the, the heist, right? Mm-hmm. So you first start out with Big Joe's uh, place and you slash his tires. You break into a truck and you take that truck to uh, the house, right? And so and so then and so then uh, you you use Daniel to take out the cameras, right? You're, you're sneaking through. Daniel, get that camera. Daniel, get that camera. Daniel, do a backflip. He's like, what? No, I'm just kidding. Daniel, get that camera. And so then you uh, bump up to his house, right? And then we'll end it there. So, um, Liz, how, how did yours go? Because okay. you kind of meet right there. Yeah. So I um, chose not to do the heist. And yeah. even the second time I was asked, I said no. Um, and then I went and got a tattoo mm-hmm. of a wolf. I did too. Good job. That was not a good wolf. No, Um, it was not. And I would be really sad if that was on my body (laughs) forever. But anyway, so then I tried to check on Daniel because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in this moment because I didn't really want to go to the lake with Cassidy. Yeah. She asked me to go to the lake and I was like, she's like, catch up to me or like meet me there or whatever. So I was like, never mind. So I went and tried to check on Daniel. I was like, all right, what am I supposed to do? And then I checked like my, um... It said, like, something you're supposed to do. Your like, objectives. Yeah, my objectives. Yeah. And it said, meet Cassie at the, at the lake. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I went to the lake, and I didn't go in the lake because, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it, honestly. You just didn't feel like doing that scenario. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. I was like, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. So I didn't go in the lake, and then when we got back, they said, he's like, he asked the guys, like, guys, where's Daniel? And like, mm. oh, I don't know. He was with Finn. I don't see them here, though. And both him, both Sean and Cassidy are like, Oh no. Yeah. He they did it. He took Daniel and they went to go do the heist. So And so you sent, end up at the same truck yard 
And yeah. I used Daniel to uh, break over the fence, and the fence was already broken. Yeah, so, so I got there, and you could see the evidence of Daniel and Finn breaking in. The mm-hmm. fence was busted open, and we could see tire marks that they already took one of the cars. Yeah. Um, And so we did the whole slashing the tires of the other truck, and then hot wiring the truck and leaving. Yeah. And then we get to... Merrill's house. Merrill, that was his name. Yeah, we get to Merrill's house and we see I looked up and I saw the camera. I didn't click until you said that you had him turn them off. I was like, oh, that camera was off. So we saw yeah, Yeah. so I saw that the cameras are all off. Mm -hmm. And I look in the window. It was kind of funny because I looked in the window and I just saw Finn and Sean or and Daniel standing there waiting for me to walk in. Like I just it was just like a frozen picture of them. They (laughs) didn't have them moving around or anything, so I thought that was funny. It was just their character models just standing yeah. there. Yeah. So I walk in and they're like, oh, you scared us. Like, yeah. why? they're like, you shouldn't be here. And like Cassie's flipping out on Finn and all that. So that was us getting there. Yeah. And so when I broke into finally the living room with the vaults, mm-hmm. uh, I used Daniel and he did it all sneaky sneakies type. Um, and so we sneak in. But then Meryl comes out eventually, like um, a little bit, and he yeah. comes out with a shotgun, like, what you doing here, boy? No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. That would be cool if he said that. No. Uh, so he comes out, and I was just like, what? I turned off the cameras. And then he said, like, I was watching you on the cameras. I was like, I guess I missed one. I, I guess I, I, I actually missed one because there's a choice at the end, like, did you take his gun from the safe? Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> I'm guessing that I missed a camera, and that's how he caught me. Yeah. And uh, for you, uh, Daniel kind of flips out. Yeah, Daniel flipped out and it like made a noise. And so Meryl heard and he came in yeah. with his gun then. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump into the final ending because both of our decisions kind of were the same where, yeah. um, you know, they they said, Daniel, use your powers to protect us. And then the whole fight came in. So if you're if yeah. you're listening to this, you've probably already played it. Um, because now we're at the 50 minute mark. We need to talk about this because Sean is dead. No, he's not. Sean is dead. No, he isn't. Straight up. Okay. So you, you do this whole thing. You do the decision. Uh, Daniel gets shot in the shoulder. Yeah. And he flips out and he like, Brah! and he like, like he makes people. the house explode basically. Yeah. And so. Or implode, I guess. And I so. Know. I loved the song choice in this. And like, um, I can't remember the lyrics, but it was just like something like, I didn't want to hurt you so that nobody else has to die. It was really well done. And you just uh, see all through the house. um, You you see Finn's body kind of laying there as well as Cassidy's and Meryl's. But Daniel's not there. The safe is open. There's, There's a paper trail of money. Meaning that Daniel took as much as he could and just ran for it. Um, but then you see another body slowly yeah. go up his feet and you see his face all slashed and you see a piece of glass in his eye. He's Again, dead. Your eye is not a vital organ. You do not need it yeah, to but live. Like, why would they? It wasn't like gushing blood. He didn't have any blood loss. He then That was his only puncture wound other than like some glass stuck in his leg. That yeah, but like, why would they? Why would they show him like that? Why would they show? Why would they Cassidy show Cassidy? And, why would they show Cassidy and Finn? They're not dead because in the yeah, percentages the it says they're not dead. But that's the thing, though. Like they're not injured. Like they're they're not 
I mean, there there are no cuts or anything. They're fine, but like Sean is like messed up. Like he, I think they're. I think the artists are trying to say like, dude. This, I think they want you to think dead. he's dead. Because they're, you know, I'm right. He's dead. I think they want you to think he's dead. Uh, but comment he's not. to us at Gaming Groceries. Do you think? Also, they didn't show Daniel. That doesn't mean Daniel's not in the room. They just didn't show him. He's he's no. There's a paper trail. Like he took as much money as he could. See, I didn't think of it, it that way. I thought of it. What did you think of it? When I saw the paper, I assumed that like when the house like bombed, yeah. that the safe opened and just money went flying. Like oh, yeah, I assumed they took some. Yeah. But I didn't think of it as like oh he took as much money as he couldn't rent. I just assumed that was it was all flying around. It wasn't even a trail. It was just kind of like everywhere. I think I assumed like the safe blew up too. No, like I'm pretty sure that Daniel took because he knew the no, plan. No, like it makes sense. I'm just saying that's not what I that's not how I interpreted it when I saw yeah. it. Like I'm 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 thinking that Daniel freaked out, saw the safe was open, took as much as he could. He didn't know, like he's just like he knew what the plan was. Take paper greens and go. Yeah. So he, he took as much as he could. But do you think could. he would have left his brother there? I think so, because I mean he it's not like he can carry him unless he does like teleconnect like yeah but he also doesn't know if he's dead like he's only nine he probably doesn't know how to test a like the pulse or anything yeah but like i'm thinking well we didn't see like what happened because this was yeah. at night and then the scene that we saw was, yeah, the, it was morning. In the morning yeah i'm just i'm just throwing out so like he probably stuff. said like sean like wake up sean yeah that's probably what's going to happen in episode four yeah like you're going to see what happened that night and, yeah. and why he left him like yeah. that uh, because I'm pretty sure Daniel's long and gone. Yeah, definitely. So talking about the end scene, because, you know, <clears throat> Sean's dead. No, he's not. Um, so the end scene, we see Daniel walking down the road you because it's definitely Daniel. Da I know for a fact. He's tall. It could be Sean. But here's the thing. Because there's so much time uh, being, because like you said, from episode one to episode three, it's been about a year. So they're pretty much at a state where they can just time jump as much as they want yeah. to. I'm thinking that, you know, Daniel goes into hiding for a little bit and you see the, you hear this uh, commentary. is like, this is the end of the road. This is it for you. Cop killer. Um, oh, wait. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Cause they want to say Daniel is the cop killer they would because he's the nine i told you this they probably assume it's the older brother who killed well, the cop because they don't know who wait, killed the cop. i'm still right because no, end of the line you're all alone in your grave you cop killer uh confirmed sean is dead no but i i thought that also, was also if daniel's older they wouldn't recognize him if he's that much older that he's that tall yeah. they wouldn't recognize him as the kid from yeah. no, whatever they would because there's uh there's all these sorts of place sketch artists that say like here's how how he would look yeah if he was... but i don't know i just feel like at that point they wouldn't think to be looking for this kid I guess. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Because That's he's a murderer. Like, they would be looking for a murderer. Yeah, I mean, you watch these murder shows. I I know. They always I'm look for him. I'm just saying. They never well, get Well, no, I also watch Cold Case. Yeah. Where they give up because they can't find them and they have other people who they can find. True. I'm just saying. I'm just, they're probably, playing, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. And they're probably already, you know, like trying to plan a funeral for Sean. You know, oh, check my. They're not, no one's planning a funeral for Sean, even if he is dead. Because he's dead? No, I said even if he is dead, Sean's but dead. he's not. Please comment to us. Say, <laughs> What's your opinion? Yeah. yeah, using the hashtag spoiler alert, Sean's dead. Oh uh, my goodness. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, if you comment to us, I guess that's a spoiler. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I like, communicate it in a non-spoiler way. I don't know. But that's the thing. That's what shocked me about this is that the possibility, you know, that Sean's dead. Mm-hmm. Because that's a, that's the thing. It's not like Sean is like a main character that we're invested in. That He has a potential to die. He's a character that could die. And it does make sense because then we could take control of Daniel. We are Daniel, mm-hmm. right? Because now we're trying to get him through two more episodes where he lost his dad he lost his older brother, so I think it would make sense. What's that sound? Oh, I think that's the candle. Yeah, it's the candle. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I had to find the source of that sound. Uh, I think I that will be the source of the ticking. Yeah. And uh, it's a candle. <laughs> it's a candle. Um, but yeah, so yeah, at the end, I think it would make sense if Sean was dead. And, and and he has the potential to be a dead character. Yes. No, I'm not. Like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate here where it's like, mm-hmm. you might not be. A lot of the time shows, like, you know me, I watch a lot of shows. Like, yeah, I can usually predict what's about to happen the second a new character walks in. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the time they want you to think that they're dead, but they're not. Yeah. So. And sometimes they are because they know that you think that they want you to think that. So. But I, go either way. I think that's why I like this ending so much is because the potential of him dying. It's not yeah. like you watch. Um, it's leaving you on a cliffhanger. Whereas the last episode, I was like, yeah, all done. It's not like uh, the Matrix Reloaded where like Neo is uh, quote unquote dead or yeah. like passed out. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen to Neo? It's Neo. Come on. He's going to come yeah, back. Exactly. Whereas Sean, it's just like, we have no investment in it. Yeah. Daniel has the potential to be a main character. Ex- We've just been playing as Sean. It doesn't yeah. mean we can't play as Daniel in the future. Which is ending up in this conversation. Is Sean actually dead? And you actually have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And at the end scene, you know, there was so much of that, um, the the wavy uh, heat. Oh, what do heat you call waves? It? Well, no, no, not heat waves, but mirage waves, yes. like mirage waves. They couldn't quite see who this was. It, yeah. It, and it was their back. And it was their back. So you could assume because they're tall. Oh, that's Sean. But just like me, I'm like, well, it could be older Daniel. It could be older Daniel that yeah. he has to live through this. And like, you're all alone now. Yeah. Who's all alone now? It's Daniel. So it's it's up to interpretation. Yeah. Um, could go either way. And I think the next episode comes out in August. August is the next episode. I think in it was August twenty something. Yeah. So we have you know, maybe August eighth. Yeah. Some, it's we got a long wait. Yeah, we've got a we got a while of like speculations and all that. Three months. Yeah. So you're on team Sean's not dead. I'm on team Sean is dead. Floki's on team Sean is dead. Floki's on team bedtime. Yeah, that's probably true. He just perked his ears up like, what? Mm-hmm. So, closing thoughts on this. We have five more minutes. Um, what would you give this out of ten? Hmm. What would you give? I'm giving this a solid eight. I was thinking seven, seven and a half. Wow, you're heartless. Why is that? I still like season one better as a whole. Well, yes. I agree with that. And and that's why I'm rating it that because I'm still comparing it to the potential mm-hmm. that it could have. We each gave episode two. I was looking back at my notes. We each gave episode two a four out of ten. 
because it was terrible. We gave it a four out of ten, and I think this was a definitely better episode. Like I said, it kept me captivated. It kept me busy. Like I did. There were only a couple times where I was like, "What am I supposed to do here?" Like they didn't really tell me what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I kind of guessed and hoped I wasn't wasting my time. Yeah. Um, and, and I definitely agree with you with uh, comparing it to the first Life is Strange. Yeah. Where episode three really, you know, it, it told you everything that you're working towards. It told yeah. you everything that has to do with this. You know, there's a lot on the line. Yeah. Uh, depending on your choices, too. Yeah. Uh, especially with Kate Marsh. Also, I feel like in season one, mm-hmm. you're when you looked around places yeah it helped you more whereas in this season it just doesn't feel like it matters if you look around or not mm-hmm. no i agree with that which kind of annoys me because i still do it just in case and i just feel like i'm wasting my time right um what was uh episode three of season one that's what i'm looking up i do not have an answer to that because i remember yeah okay i'm starting to remember it now but yeah, so yeah, it was it was called Hell is Empty. Oh no, no, sorry, that was before the storm. Okay, I'm starting to remember now. But yeah, I yeah. I still think Life is Strange One is better. But I think why we're so upset about this is because it's using Life is Strange name, and if this was its own IP, yeah, it'd be a fine game. But we have to compare it to because it's called Life is Strange. Yeah. You know, we expect the same story quality where it just doesn't seem mm-hmm. to live up to what season 1 gave us. But I think this episode bounced this season right back. Yes, for, I think for it, me anyway. Yes, it made it more interesting because honestly, after episode 2, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I still have to get through the rest of the season." Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. Like it made me not yeah really want to play because i was so worried that they were all going to be so bad now it has my attention in the story a little more yeah so and that's the thing just like could this have been just a three episode four episode kind of thing yeah you know in a way of like getting rid of episode two yeah but that was the same with episode two of life strange one that was a throwaway episode that was the yeah. that was the bottles, but it was still more interesting. Finding those bottles were more interesting than that than episode two of season two. Yeah, it's true. I really hated the last episode. Yeah, so for us, this was very positive for us. Mm-hmm. I gave this an eight in terms of storytelling. Uh, but you're right. If I'm gonna compare it to the first Life is Strange, which you have to, you have to compare it. Um, I am still a little bit more disappointed, but. You know, this is still a good story and a decent game. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm looking forward to episode four and five. Oh, yeah. And I remember I said at the end of uh, episode two uh, uh, and on our episode, episode 34, where we talked about episode Mm -hmm. two. That's not confusing enough. Uh, I said that I have high hopes for three. I still have faith in this series, and I think three is really what's going to take off the series, and I was right. Yeah. This one... It's the... um, I'm missing the literature term right now, but it's like the high point in the story. It's it's like... It's the climax. Thank you. Yeah. The climax. It's the climax. I just imagine a mountain. The climax Mm -hmm. is on top of the mountain. So I just go, this part. Yeah. And I put my hands together, this part. Um... But yeah, so it's the climax. So it's got it's that point in the story now where we're just like, all right, how is this gonna end? Mm-hmm. You know, so. So I very much enjoyed this episode. I think you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. 
Uh, William Hella had some really good points as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, he seemed to enjoy it as well, but he had some gripes with it, just like I did. Oh, yeah. Because me and him are best buddies. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, don't lie. Oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I had a good time with this episode. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It yeah. did, like I said, it didn't feel like a punishment <laughs> like the last one did. Maybe I will get a bit of 7.5, not an 8. Uh, but it's between a 7.5 and an 8. It was it was a yeah. good episode yeah. for me personally, but I had my gripes with it. Yeah. All right. So I think that does it for this week's episode. Um, Sean is dead. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Uh, we love you so much. Uh, we want to remind you once again to follow us on sh uh, the social medias. Uh, you can follow us on on at... Blah. Okay, let's do this you again. You got this, hon. I, I, I believe in you. Alright, you can follow us on social medias at Gaming Groceries. That's the Twitter handle. You can follow us there, see when the new update, updates are up, and uh, when the new episodes are live, and when I write a new article eventually. So that's at Gaming Groceries, or it follows individually. Please follow me at Ace the Grocer. Don't follow her at... At Journey First. Awesome. And you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, you can visit our website. You can listen to all of our episodes from the website, as well as read articles that I write eventually during the week. And finally, we want to remind you once you again. You tell them what our website address is. Gamesandgroceries.com. Please check out my articles <laughs> when I write them. Uh, finally, this is a final reminder. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to remind you on Twitter anyway. Uh, but our next episode, episode 50, which is going to air May 20th, May 20th, we're doing a Q&A for us. So any questions that you have for us, send them to Twitter at Gaming Groceries using the Twitter handle uh, for the hashtag, hashtag GG50. Or if you're not on Twitter, uh, you can email us, gamesandgroceries at gmail.com. Send us any and all questions that you can. As long as they're not creepy, and we'll love you for that. So, that wraps up this week's episode, episode 49. We're jumping into episode 50 next week. We love you very much. We thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We hope to have you back next week. Have a great week. 